0: Learn all about the SEER II and the Inflation Reduction Act changes on today's show. Now, before we get started, I want to make sure you all get signed up for EPIC 2023 in Las Vegas, Nevada on March 16th and 17th. We've got an amazing lineup of keynote speakers and educational breakouts. If you're hesitant for whatever reason, go to Epic2023.com and click the sneak peek button. You'll fill out the form there and get access to a free video package from all of our presenters. So you can check them out before you sign up. And if you're ready to get registered, do so at Epic2023.com today. And just one more thing before we roll in today's show, if you aren't signed up for any events, whether that's an in-person event or a virtual event, take a look at the event calendar at events.mycontractuniversity and get signed up. They're all absolutely free for all members, so take advantage of it and sign up for some events today. All right, let's get going with today's show with Mr. Drew Cameron and the one and only Mr. Gary Ellix, and yours truly, on the SEER two and IRA changes. This is super important information that can drive a ton of business, so pay attention. So I wanna to talk to you about uh, one of the issues and that's the tax credits. I-, I think it's really important to understand from a contractor perspective that the tax credits only help people who have a tax liability. One of the questions we're already getting from homeowners is, well, wait a second, what if I don't owe any taxes? Well, then they obviously won't be able to get you know, any benefit from a tax credit. So it's really important that you're you know, very transparent and open with your homeowners. Uh, it's critically important that we don't somehow misrepresent. And sometimes it can be a misrepresentation of omission right? You want to be sure. And if if this conversation comes up, I'm not saying you got to go out there and walk to the front door and say, hey, by the way, if you're broke and don't pay taxes, this isn't going to help you. I'm not saying you got to do that. But if the conversation comes up, it's important that people need to understand the relationship between their personal tax liability and uh, any tax credits that will be available with whatever system they may or may not be looking at. The other issue I want to talk about that Drew's already touched on, and that is this this rebate portion of the legislation that's going to be a year or two down the road. We've already had people calling our company. I'm sure you have as well. We had a guy literally called in and said, I heard that I can get a $13,000 cash rebate if I buy a new system. And I think a lot of us are going to get those phone calls. You're going to have those conversations that come up at the kitchen table because people are getting this in bits and pieces. We all know how information gets kind of clouded and Uh, just distorted on uh, the internet and different uh, you know, Facebook and social media channels and different things. So your homeowners are going to come to you with uh, a lot of confusion in many, many cases. And one of the things that we're already running into, because we started promoting this through direct mail, which we'll talk about a little more with Gary, but we already started promoting this a month or two ago, and we're doing 20,000 direct mail pieces a week specifically on this new opportunity, this new legislation. But a lot of people are coming to us and they're hearing information on the news or on social media that these rebates are coming down the road. These rebates are going to be available as well. I think it's really important for us to understand that it's going to be a pretty complex, time-consuming operation. You've got the federal government that passed this legislation, and they're funding it. And uh, that's going to start with the tax credits, as Drew mentioned. And then they're going to start, you know, in these big block grants of money, they're going to send these to the states. And it's up to the states to organize how these rebates will be uh, Dispensed to homeowners. Now, there will be some limitations based on income, as Drew has already mentioned. But I mean, stop and think about it. If a state gets, you know, a billion dollars or whatever they get for this thing, think about the bureaucracy that's got to be set up. Uh, the channels of communication, the channels of distribution, uh, that it's going to take a long time. And then people may or may not qualify. And the reason that's important is because you're going to run it on homeowners who say, well, you know, we're thinking right now, but we have decided to hold off until these rebates, you know, come available. It's really important, as Drew mentioned, number one, that homeowner may or may not qualify for those rebates based on their income. Number two, you don't want them waiting a year or two to make this purchase, do you? So what we're doing is we're just telling the homeowners the truth, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner. uh, We don't know when those rebates are going to be available. We don't know to whom they're going to be available. What we do know is the government, the federal government's going to send a bunch of money uh, to the states, and we know you know how how inefficient the bureaucracy can be. They've got to set up their channels for organizing this whole program. They got to hire people. They, I mean, it could take years to set this thing up. And so we're encouraging people to go ahead and take advantage of the tax credits now. And then there may be other appliances, other projects in your house that you can take advantage later if you qualify for these rebates and take advantage of those later on. So you just got to be careful of people getting too big of a uh, too big of a rush to get these rebates, and they want to start postponing their purchases. Uh, You're going to get calls, by the way, for people that you've already installed heat pumps for this year. They're going to be calling you, and as Drew mentioned, uh, part of this legislation extends the existing tax credit on a heat pump, which I think is only $300, but it does extend that so retroactively. So if they bought a heat pump this year, they can still get that $300 tax credit if they have a tax liability. If they don't have a tax liability, they're not going to get a check from the IRS for, for whatever the amount is. And so those are a couple of things I wanted to mention to be aware of. And then uh, I want to shift gears now and bring Gary into the conversation, which really is the most important part of this conversation, which is how can we leverage it to grow our businesses, right? Uh, Whatever you think about, as Drew mentioned, the global warming or the politics of this, the reality is the program is out there. And as, as smart businessmen and businesswomen, we've got to be able to capitalize on these opportunities and use them you know, in the way that's the most productive, the most profitable for our businesses. So G-Man, I wanna bring you into the conversation. And I know as the CEO and the founder of iMarket, uh, you've got many, many clients that you work with in the digital marketing space. And you guys are already out ahead of this thing in terms of promoting this legislation uh, through your contractors to homeowners to generate opportunities for them. So just comment generally on kind of the stuff that you guys are doing and some of the programs you're already working on.
1: Yeah, so I appreciate that Wally. Drew, great information as always, awesome uh, prep. So I, th- I think um, what we wanna do is we wanna be in the uh, education business. I think you said that. So um, there's a lot of confusion about the law even within the industry. So I'm listening to Drew and kind of going through my list of things that I have, uh, you know, for A, my contracting businesses, but also then what we're promoting at the, at the marketing level. So I would categorize this into four buckets for the contractors uh, there to listen to this. The first one would be awareness. Um, You wanna create an awareness factor at your uh, internal customer level, which would be your CSRs, your internal teams. Uh, Obviously we're doing that right now as part of EGIA, but you you wanna create that platform also for your external customers, which is gonna be people like you you who've just bought a a brand new house and you're renovating, you buy a heat pump. Uh, So there's an awareness question that needs to be made. How we're going to do that, I'll talk about in just a second. The uh the second bucket would be the acquisition of customers that are going to fit into those buckets. So Drew talked about SEER two uh versus the IRA. Uh what we don't want to do is we don't want to pause people from making decisions in a period of time between now and the end of December. Uh, so we want to attack that marketing program, you know, from an acquisition point of view for new customers, but we also want to be able to attack January the 1st, you know, when the when IRA sort of comes in and, and, and CR2 comes in and we've got a new set of standards. So there's two different strategies that I think you want in the acquisition side. And the third one is uh, the nurturing. Uh, so there are going to be people, that are gonna hang around, they're not gonna do anything. And so we need a platform that retouches them, retargets them, so we'll talk about that, how we're gonna do that. And then uh, the retention side of things, you mentioned that just a minute ago. Um, I may or may not want to upgrade my uh, you know, installation, my panels, et cetera, and there are other tax incentives and uh, potential rebates that are out there. And while that's a little bit fuzzy, uh, what we want to do is we want to keep them in the marketing funnel. So those are the areas. And so the first thing that I would suggest in terms of awareness is get your website updated. If your website doesn't have some sort of a page uh, and links and tied information into the information that Drew's talking about, uh, that's something you got to get your digital provider to get done uh, as soon as possible. Obviously, you want to be accurate, but you also want to make sure people have the ability to access that. Uh, the second thing I would be doing is you, you probably ought to be writing some blogs. Like We've been writing blogs for our clients about uh, similar things that we might say in a direct mail piece uh, about, hey, here's some places you might want to go to educate yourself if you're in the marketplace. Uh, so blogs are relatively you know uh, unread. So the question that you would ask is, well, we want to place those in what we call omni-channel marketing, Wally. So um, whether you're doing YouTube videos, Twitter, uh, social media, any of those types of Facebook type ads, all of that stuff is great. You just want to get that into a variety of media. You don't want to just sit it out on your blog because pretty much nobody's going to read your blog. I mean, there's two reasons to write a blog. One, right, is for the SEO side and the other one is actually somebody might go there and read it. So we want to push people to that obviously, but it's, uh, it's probably not, I don't, I don't have your website set as my homepage, so when you right. send out a blog, I'm, I, I may or may not access it. Most people are not really going to read the blogs, but the content in there is designed to be able to point people to it when they're in the information search. So if we move over to the acquisition side of that, once so we have the awareness ability out there, the next thing that I would think about is you want to be thinking about direct mail campaigns. So as you know, you wrote a really great letter. Uh, we recrafted a letter for uh, existing customers between now and the end of the year. We also recrafted that letter to be able to say for IRA and cr 2, Here's some stuff. Uh, so we have two different campaigns running, not one. So one is let's buy some stuff now, let's get it going. 30 to 50% price increases are happening. That's a fact. I mean, so you know, the suppliers are telling us that. Uh, I'll be happy if it's 30, to be honest with you. I think it's gonna be closer to 50 uh, because, uh, because they can. Uh, nothing against the supplier relationships, but that's, that's how capitalism works. So a consumer would benefit if they're in the marketplace today. And so then the question becomes, well, do, do they want to uh, save the planet? Are they green? Do they have other motives, other interests? So the, the second layer of that is I think you want to think about some door hangers. Um, you can definitely be in the neighborhood, and when your techs are around, you can be distributing some door hangers. Uh, and then the third component of this becomes the digital side of things. So I have access to your database. So I take all of your data, and I put that into Facebook, uh, and I target customers and I create digital billboards. So as you're scrolling across Facebook, I'm able to place information in front of Drew Cameron and Weldon and myself and anybody else that's out there. If you're in the Facebook world, I, I have access to you. I can get to you through that process. So digital billboards uh, are a, a form of marketing. And what we're going to say in that digital billboard is, hey, you might be able to save some money. You know, we're not trying to educate them with the details of what Drew went through and the specifics We're just trying to get people to visit the traffic of the website, maybe access the blog, et cetera. The fourth area I would look at is just Google ads. I think that there's an opportunity for people to to put campaigns together on that. And the fifth area that we're using with our clients are email drip campaigns internally. So if Drew's an existing customer and he's been on my club agreement program, I'm gonna write him a nice letter via email drip campaigns. Um, Service Titan obviously has Marketing Pro. Most of the time we write the content for our clients uh, and run it through that platform. But we can target customers that are in the demographic age category that this law would make sense for and apply. Uh, And so we can promote that information out there, Wally, and basically hit them with email drip campaigns. Um, A lot of people will ask, should I do new customer uh, acquisition email campaigns? And that's a tricky proposition for spam reasons and different areas. So uh, it's possible to do it well, but it's very difficult. So stay on the email side on the drip campaigns. I'd probably stay internal to your customers on this one. Uh, for now, again, creating links, creating opportunities. And our goal is to create sense. I, I just need I just need Wally and Drew, the best of the best, to have an opportunity. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, and the very last thing I would do is retargeting. So you know, just because I hit you once with a digital billboard, I'm going to chase you around for a while. So the 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 messiness of this law underneath, not the front end, not the not not what we're trying to do there, but how it's all being administered is a question. So the retargeting and, the, and just chasing you around for six to 12 months makes a lot of sense to me. If you touched my website or you touched my Facebook ad, you are a legitimate prospect. So I'm just gonna keep that process going. Those are relatively low cost mediums, you know, on the digital side. So that's, that's kind of the structure that we're using. Um, most of our clients that are following this pattern are having some really good success in selling people stuff like right now, because people don't wanna pay 50% more. And That message is resonating. So yeah, I'll, I, I'll open that up.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important point. There is going to be a significant increase. It's one of the angles that we can take in terms of our marketing strategy. Uh, and Drew, I want to bring you back into this conversation and, and, and talk about that as well. Uh, then I want to comment about kind of how we're attacking it uh, with our direct mail campaign. But comments on what Gary was talking about there in terms of the various ways and the various uh, things we should be thinking about in terms of communicating to our homeowners about this information.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree with everything, Gary. You said, as always. I mean, I think those are, are all great things that we should be doing and certainly should be doing now. And, I, you know, we, we're getting tight here, you know, on marketing, right? Because uh, we've got you know, the holiday next week and then probably by the second week of December. I mean, unless you're communicating with your customers and doing some social media stuff, uh, you're going to have to shut off things, right? Probably about the second week of December as far as outbound reach because you're just going to be falling on deaf ears around the holidays. Uh, you know, later this year. But like Gary said, there's some really good, you, I think the, the key is, you know, through our technicians and through our, our call taking and through our, our outbound reach, you know, through marketing, as well as for our comfort advisors, uh, you know, specify that there are good deals now, good deals now on the earmarked equipment, meaning the, the equipment that's earmarked to, to disappear in the new year. Now, the objection you may get is, hey, why would I buy obsolete equipment? And here's the thing, you have obsolete equipment throughout your house. The equipment that you actually have right now is obsolete. So anything that you do will be better than anything that you have. Even if it is something that won't be, you know, uh, you know, qualifying in the new year. So help people understand that. Number one, there's also good deals, good deals on mandated equipment, meaning equipment that is actually going to qualify in the new year, right? Because like Gary said, it's still 30 to 50 percent less right now. Right when the bottom drops out, uh, they'll elevate the price on everything above it, uh, you know, going forward here. So there's great deals right now. Uh, you know, specify, you know, the, the fixing this and getting this thing right with SEER2 is uh, is all about design, load calculations and airflow, uh, duct modifications and so forth. Uh, there's cost savings, like you say, on the equipment right now. By doing it now, you can put a tourniquet on energy and repair costs, so you lock that down, stop wasting energy dollars. Uh, you avoid any supply chain availability, right? Obviously, as this new equipment's coming out, you know, we don't know what the supply chain is going to look like through this new equipment. So we've got equipment that's available now. Um, Uh, earmarked equipment, as well as mandated equipment. And then um, there's no wait, right? We're in a time of the year for most contractors in the United States that might be a little bit slower. Uh, You don't have to wait, right? And so some of you may have labor shortages that may impact things in the New Year's when things get busy or or people get all hot and bothered by this or uh, the weather comes next year. Well, you don't have to wait right now. And if you're concerned about labor shortages, uh, Gary and I are actually going to be doing an event uh, April 12th and 13th on uh hr and recruiting so we'll actually help you solve your labor sh- labor shortage issues if you got that uh in the new year uh but the other thing you have to take into consideration is home heating costs are expected to rise 30 percent, at least 30 percent this winter and and so helping customers see that there's opportunity to do things now makes a lot more sense and that holds true both you know mostly on the seer two side of things as well as on the inflation reduction act because in the inflation reduction act like you said while some people may not qualify. So you may go do something and then finally wait till the, the, the situation, you know, comes out from the state level. And then you may find that you don't qualify and that you actually also waited and spent a premium to get something that you could do at a discount, uh, you know, right now. And the other thing you have to take into consideration is there will be some type of certification probably on this that's required on the back end. And so there are, are some stakeholders like HRS and Pearl Certification and a few others out there. That you may have to partner with to actually certify your work in order for the customer to qualify. So again, you void all this bureaucratic red tape right now. Um, you know, so
0: it's
2: a little bit the wild west right now, I guess, and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing.
0: Right. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. And you know, Gary mentioned something earlier, and I, I think it really goes to the heart of the opportunity for us in the residential contracting business. And that is, we just want to get across the threshold, right? We want to get this set. We want to have a conversation with with a homeowner. And here's the reality. You know, you may have a conversation with a homeowner. You may do some type of marketing uh, piece, some marketing activity that gets you in front of a homeowner around this, uh, the tax credits and potential rebates. You may end up selling them a system that doesn't qualify for anything. And that's okay, right? We want to use this to get in the house. We started uh, doing direct mail on this about six or seven weeks ago. We do 20,000 direct mail pieces a week. And basically, we took kind of a contrarian uh, strategy marketing approach and we attacked it from hey, there's all these great opportunities out there, but as usual, the government's overcomplicated it. And as a result, most homeowners won't be able to take advantage of it because the government, you know, they do everything very complicated, right? And so, locally, your local heating and air conditioning contractor has taken the time to understand the legislation. Call for a free educational uh, discussion about how these, uh, this new program can help you save money uh, potentially on a new heating and air conditioning high-efficiency system. So all, we're not getting into specifics. We're just saying, you know, let us get in the door. We're taking the time. Uh, we did talk about, because right now the tax credits are basically minimal, you know, through the remainder of this year. So we just said, you know, a minimum of $2,000, which would include the $300 tax credit, if they qualify. And then a $1,700 instant rebate that we're giving off of our, because we're kind of in our shoulder season. It did get cold here this week, but we've been in our shoulder season. So we're offering, you know, significant discounts right now this time of year anyway. So we're able to start talking about it even though it's not really going. The, 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 you know, the, the whole program hasn't fully launched yet. But here, here's the important thing. Uh, you've got to make sure people see your message. And so I'm going to talk to you about what we did. And if you'd like information on this campaign, we don't have time to get into it today, but shoot me an email and I'll be happy to discuss it with you. What we did is we took a tan envelope that kind of looks like an official envelope. And on the outside of the envelope, it says, uh, important tax information enclosed, do not destroy. Now, between now and next April, if you get something that looks official with that, you're probably going to have to open it to see what it is. And of course, you open it, and it's the important tax information around this new legislation. So it's real tax information that people need to know about. But the key is we get them to open it. And we're already seeing a lot of success on this uh, uh, this marketing piece. We're setting leads every day, a couple of three, every single day we're getting off this marketing piece. And again, all it's designed to do is to get us in the house and explain what the government is doing because the government complicates everything. And again, our guys may go in the house and they may sell a system that doesn't qualify for jack squat and that's okay, right? What's what's important for us is we get in the house and we have the conversation. So think about the legislation in terms of how it can benefit you all the ways that Gary's already discussed, how it can get you across the threshold, how you can engage in a conversation with your homeowners. And at some point you you may sell them something, whether or not it's something uh, that qualifies. Awesome content right there from the Three Amigos, as always. Be sure to share this content on Facebook. If you're not a member, click the button below and get a free 30-day trial, which will give you access to all of our amazing content. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. We'll see you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.